be attentive. Search for the trial, child to destroy him. 
And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old and under, according to the time which he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled, because they were no more. And when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus reigned over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Proclaims the gospel. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This last week we celebrated, as we all know, our Lord Jesus Christ's nativity in the flesh. That's what the feast is actually called, our Lord Jesus Christ's nativity in the flesh. And throughout the hymns we hear this repeated, He came in the flesh, He took on flesh. And all of this is that He is becoming fully what we are. So what's so important about the body? I'd like to talk about that a little bit today. Because we are the product of Western civilization, and at least since the time of the Enlightenment, the body has been kind of unimportant. We focused on the mind, on rationality, on our intellect, on our ability to think things. And so the body has become less and less important in our lives. In fact, in Protestant and Roman Catholic forms of Christianity, they're just kind of disinterested in the body. We see this because ascetical practices have been all but abandoned, things like fasting, standing in prayer, all of these things. And so what we see is that the body has become less and less and less important. So what's the importance of the body? Christ came in the flesh. We even see it in the West here, uh, almost a form of Gnosticism. Gnosticism is when we say the spirit, the mind is good, but the body is evil. 
And so our entire spiritual journey is to escape from the physical world, escape from the body, to receive eternal life. This is a heresy. It's an early heresy, but it's one that keeps creeping up. Especially as we get more and more focused on the mind, this becomes all the more true in our world. Because even in our broader society, we have this sort of love-hate relationship with the body. On the one side, we want to do everything to please the body. We want to do all sort of hedonistic things. We want to eat lots of things. We want to buy lots of things. Do everything to the comfort of our body. But then on the other side, what do we have? Our bodies are things that we hate. Our world spends billions of dollars trying to prevent aging, to undo these things that happen with our bodies. And we treat our bodies like it's that thing that just kind of breaks down and eventually dies. And then, of course, at the very end, what do we do? We're done with the body, so we we get rid of it. Well, why am I focusing on the body so much? Because the body is a good thing. As we know, as our Lord has revealed, all going all the way back to the book of Genesis, everything that God created is good. Everything that He created is good. So what is it about the body that's good? Because we didn't have to be created with bodies. The angels don't have bodies. Otherwise, they're very similar to us. They have their free will. But they don't have bodies. We do. So often we think of our bodies as the source of all the problems, even in our spiritual life. We think of it like, well, that's what causes me to sin. But the problem is not the body. The problem is death, corruption, sin, our inclination towards that. You see, the church teaches us that our body is given to us by God to pursue eternal life. This is the purpose of our body. This is why we have our bodies, is to pursue eternal life. And to make that perfectly clear, we can't sin without our bodies, and we can't pursue virtue without our bodies. So we see that the body is the greatest gift that God has given us, because with it, we can actually pursue eternal life. If we're just spirits floating around, we can't do this. With our bodies, we can pray, we can fast, we can do kindness towards those around us. Everything we do with our body. And so, in one sense, our body is our partner towards salvation. This is sort of on my mind because yesterday we venerated the relics of the Holy Innocents. Yesterday was the commemoration of the Holy Innocents. We read the same gospel today. In that gospel, we read this atrocious thing that occurred right after Christ's birth, which is when Herod sent troops into the region around Bethlehem, and they slaughtered 14,000 innocents. 14,000 young babies were killed, all for the sake of trying to find the Christ and kill Him. And so this horrible tragedy we commemorate each day, each, each, uh, each uh, 29th after nativity. Sorry about that. And we read from the book of Jeremiah where it says in the gospel today, 
A voice of lamentation, weeping and mourning, was heard in Ramah. Rachel does not wish to cease mourning deeply over her children, because they are no more. And we hear the great sadness and tragedy of that. But furthermore, it says in the book of Jeremiah, Let your voice cease from its bitter weeping and your eyes from tears, for there is a reward for your works. There shall be an abiding home for your children. What we see when we read that whole passage is there's a reward. Those children inherited eternal life. Furthermore, their very bodies were completely overcome by God's grace. This is why we have the relics today. And it's why we have relics in the church, is because the body is holy. The body is good. And a body with a soul that is close to God is a body that is close to God. These are things that are hard for us to comprehend when we're born and raised in the Western world. Because we think everything is about the mind. It's all about what I believe, what I feel. But our bodies, again, are the partners that bring us into eternal life. And so we have these relics that are imparted with the grace of God. These holy bodies, some of which, as we know, are incorrupt. For hundreds of years, they remain incorrupt. But others of which still, they, they, they slowly decay, and yet we still have these holy relics. My brothers and sisters, we are blessed in this parish to have relics from saints. These relics are a great blessing to us because it's the physical presence of God's grace. Think about that. Just as the altar is the physical presence of God's grace, just as being in the presence of a very holy person, we are in the presence of God's grace, we have these with us. Because these bodies struggled with these souls towards eternal life and inherited eternal life. This is the role of our bodies. For us... Let's be practical about this. What do we do knowing that our body is our partner towards salvation? We use it towards that. We use our bodies towards that. In this season, there are so many ways in which we can use our bodies towards our own fulfillment. Going out and buying whatever treats we want, or getting the latest gadget, or all of these things we can do for our body. And yet there are things that we can do for our eternal body. Because our body is so important that God gives us another body in eternal life. This coming week, we have the opportunity to venerate the relics of St. Seraphim of Seraph. And then on Monday of the following week, we have the opportunity to venerate the relics of our own beloved patron saint, St. John Chrysostom. I encourage you, please make time for this. Please come and receive the blessing of seeing the physical presence of God's grace, a body that had God living in it, so that that can be our guidepost, so that our bodies likewise can become the temple of the living God, and where God's grace dwells. Amen.